This is Spraymakers, a podcast that dives deep into the world of slalom with your friends Chris Rossi and Trent Finlayson. On this week's episode, the guys chat about vision and where to look on the water. You know, it, it's something that that people easily identify with. You know, I, I hear all the time, man, I'm looking at the buoy, I'm looking at the buoy, I'm not looking at the buoy, should I be looking at the buoy? And and there's and just sort of like anything in slalom, there, there's there's uh, yes and no is 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 all too often the answer. Um, what, what, what's, what's your approach then? Just, you know, let's start maybe kind of global and then we can get a little more local in our focus. But you know, that when that question comes up, what should I be looking at? Where, where do you like to start? Well, I mean, I think, I think ultimately, uh, where you look has a big effect on what happens to your body right after you look at where you look. So what I like to yeah. tell people is, at the very, the very big, the very big number one big whammo for me is that just where your eyeballs look does not have to be where your body hmm. language looks. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's a, that's something that some, so, but I mean, ultimately the reason why you want to work on your vision is twofold. I think number one, would you drive a race car and not be looking in the right spots? No, you got to know where you're looking. If you're going 160 miles an hour through a turn, yeah. you got to be looking in the right spot or, or you're probably going to crash. Well, I would say that that equates very similarly to that in the course. Uh, if you don't have a game plan of where you're looking, then then I, what I call it is you're going to get some black spots, some spots where you, you have no idea where you're looking. And then what happens is crazy erratic body motions to, you know, end up re- as, as a result. And then... Um, you know, I feel like when you have a game plan with your vision, it really gives an overall game plan to your head and slows you down and makes you feel more confident. And probably most importantly, if you work on your vision, you're going to know exactly where you are in the course, or let's just say more precisely than if you have yeah. erratic vision that's, that's jumping around. I mean, do you have, do you have yeah. some stuff to add to that? No. Yeah, no. And that's right too. Like, cause for me, you know, so I'm just going to go like personally from, from my skiing, knowing where I am in relation to, to the boat is, is everything, right? So I'm going to get, I'm going to get that information, you know, from the, from the line of, you know, the angle of the rope in relation to my body and, 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 and that sort of thing. Um, you know, like I, I look back to when I'm skiing the best or even just, you know, even more specific at the end of a really good pass. And, and then, you know, I, I like to, you know, you evaluate and sort of you know, what happened where, and, and I always feel like, like my vision is, is super global when I'm, when I'm skiing well, meaning I mean, I'm seeing everything without focusing on any one thing, you know? Um, and I kind of liken that a little bit to, you know, we go back to that, our conversation about driving, you know, where should you be looking? And, and for me, it's always, it's, it's through your path, if you will, you know, I really, I really like focused on, yeah. And and that's, you know, I don't want to be focused on gate to gate to gate in in the same way that I don't want to be focused on the buoy, you know, then I don't want to be focused on the pylon or the back of the boat, which is another really common one. You know, then I don't want to be focused on the shore across, you know, and then I don't want to be focused on the buoy again. I, I, I want to. So the goal in the end for me is to be able to see everything. You know, I want to see through my path. I want to see the direction I'm going at all times. I do want to see the line of the rope through my peripherals. And I do absolutely want to see the buoy all the time. Right. So, so. So now, now I think we need to break this down a little bit, you know, cause that's, you know, cause even myself, when I'm not skiing well, I see only the ball, you know, I'll see 
only the rope for a minute. I'll see only the wakes, you know, so like, so you do so you absolute game plan. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's super tunnely, right? Where, where mm-hmm. I even see, I'm even seeing dark around the edges, uh, literally, you know, like yeah. it's that kind of tunnel effect in terms of my vision. So, so if global is the goal, how, where do you start then? Cause I get this question all the time. Like, what should I be looking at? So wh- how do you, how do you start seeing more, um, uh, more of the process? Well, uh, Good. I mean, that's a, that's a huge question yeah. and it's a good question. I mean, going back to what you were just saying for a split second, when I'm skiing at the, at the, I, I ski up at Stillwater, Stillwater lakes in, uh, in Utah. And when I was up there, uh, there, you know, we have docks lining the shore and when I'm skiing, I'm fully, I'm fully, fully immersed in what I'm doing, but I could be coming around mm-hmm. a turn and I can see somebody standing on their dock yeah. watching me ski and it's not like it's distracting to me. That's how global the vision is. So I know that there's a person on that dock. There's a person on that dock. You know, there's a duck on the on the shore over there. I mean, that is that is the awareness level that we want to get to. That doesn't mean that I'm I am not looking at those things at all. I'm seeing <laughs> them. So back squirrel. to that. Yep, squirrel. Exactly. Back to that. Um, back to that. Like that. That global picture. You've got to like. I love the way you said it. You've got to see through the course. You've got to see. Yeah. But but I think to get there, and this is where I think you're going with yeah. it. I think to get there, you have to start with visual training, and then yes, you can relax on the visual training because you've created a habit. Remember, people, in my at least in my world, it takes three weeks to form a habit. So if you're going to work on vision, this is going to be part of your world for every set, every turn, every moment for at least three weeks. Yeah. You know, and, and that's that's like the minimum. That's just starting the that's just starting the habit. So just want to say this yeah. isn't something you're going to go out there and try. And this is what happens. You know, I did this a lot when I was running full time ski school. You know, I'd watch a person ski and I would just say they're skiing great, but it's, it's erratic. It's, it's a little bit, uh, unbalanced. And in order to bring balance back yeah. in, I think you got to start with your vision. So, you know, for me, I just start with a game plan and, um, and I work on it and for better or worse, yeah. you know, my game plan would be that, you know, I put myself as, uh, so when I, obviously when I'm, I have turn islands at the lake I'm skiing at. So when I come around the turn Island, I'm looking through the boat, I'm seeing the pre gates and the gates, but I'm mm-hmm. also seeing all the way down the lake. Like, I mean, I'm just, that's very aware, but my eyes are focused on uh, pre-gates to gates and the boat's relationship to them. So, yeah. yeah and I can, I can, I, I, I'm with you on that. Like anytime, anytime I'm, I'm, I look back at, you know, and I'll think of, you know, tournament scenarios. Anytime I look back on a tournament that went particularly well, like, and, and, and that's where it starts for me too. As soon as I, as soon as the, cor- the boat lines up and, and it's part of my, kind of structural alignment kind of my, it's kind of my checklist before before anything even happens is you know one i'm gonna have i'm gonna you know assume perfect structural alignment um and then two my head my chin is going to be up and i and i and and it's like this feeling like with soft eyes i'm going to see everything i, I want to see all six buoys i want to see the exit gates the far you know the far um pre-gates and then my, then my, from there, then my focus is going to start to go a little bit tighter and, and just like where, where I cut you off like that, start sort of assessing the rate at which we're closing in on those pre-gates. So that, 
so after you're seeing everything and, and now you've picked up the pre-gates, what's, what's your next move in terms of well, vision? Well, I mean, well, first off, bro, you, you got a much more uh, intricate and beautiful way to explain what I just did. So, you know, maybe I should just take a back seat and let you uh, run the show here. Cause I mean, I, I was, I was totally drawn into that. To that. So, uh, so yeah, so we've got our, so, so exactly you want your, I mean, ultimately we don't drive our car with our, try driving your car with your head tilted over 45 degrees. Try turning your head 90 <laughs> degrees and trying to drive your car. Like you have to have your focus in your, in your direction of travel, but you have to be more globally, globally aware, you know? So that, that is, that's yeah. a, it's just a, it's just a tidbit to throw in there. But so I'm looking at the pre gates in relation to the boat. I have a, you know, I have a distance that I like, you know, that I, that, that that's my pull out, you know, location, you know, in relation to the boat. So I'm looking at the pre-gates, I'm seeing the gates behind them. You know, I find my position that I'm looking for as we approach it. And then I start my, I start my pull out. Now, as I start my pull out, I would say my, my vision is uh, the pre-gates are coming at me. So I'm not going to watch those come at me. I'm actually seeing the gates. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing the gates as I start this, uh, uh, as I go out in my pre-gate, in my pull out. And then as I come up into my pullout, into my, into my glide, you know, my, my vision is going to return to up all the way down course, making sure I'm seeing, I used to focus a lot on two, four, six buoy line. Um, I don't necessarily uh -huh. focus on that right now, but I mean, I guess uh, maybe your, your language could speak that way, but my, my focus right now is as I come up into my gates is to have a global view with a focus on the upcoming gates. So that's, that's what I'm seeing, but, but I wouldn't say that the gates are center front and center coming at me like that, the way I'm looking at them there. I see them over in the, let's say one o'clock to two o'clock range. If you're looking at a, looking at a clock, you know, and you're running, like I see them yep. not quite center, but I'm seeing them and I'm, I'm seeing everything but I'm seeing these two gate balls coming towards, you know, and the boat coming towards them and I'm yep. judging that distance. And then, so that, then obviously the closer I feel that coming, the more I'm keying on the, the distance between the gates and the boat. So I know, I know my turn in spot and the moment I key in on it's time to go right. Then I take my eyes from there and I take my eyes to buoy one. And from the moment I'm turning in, I've got my eyes locked on buoy one and I, and, and what ends up happening is when you start to turn in the boat actually gets in the way of buoy one and I use what I call x-ray vision and I'm, I'm blasting lines yeah. through the boat, I like that through the boat so that I can theoretically see one. I mean, it happens. I mean, the boat passes through your vision in that yeah. zone and probably, you know, a quarter of a second. It seems much longer when you're actually focused on this, but that moment at which it's time to turn in, you know, I, I give the give the handle to the pylon. I start my turn in. I, I already know now I'm not even focused on the gates. I'm looking at one, and now I'm I'm going like a hundred percent, just like I turned to buoy two. Like it's time to turn mm -hmm. that ski, get rolling. I'm looking at buoy one, and then as I'm in my cut, I'm using that my periphery. You know, I'm I'm using that that global vision to see the gate balls coming at me. Obviously, I want to make sure I'm going through them, but my vision does not does not ever stray from buoy one at that moment. 
It does mm-hmm. not look down at the right-hand gate ball. I mean, I, I know lots of people love to watch that thing go by them. Mm-hmm. And you can actually even see their head rotate away from the boat and watch that buoy go by. Yep. And yep. the my issue with that, and I don't know how you stand on that, but my issue with that is that as you as you rotate your head away from away from center or a neutral stance, mm-hmm. as you rotate that head around to watch that right-hand gate ball coming by you, you're also closing off your shoulders and you're also more than likely trying to attempt to ski in a line that you won't be able to go on. Meaning you're yep. you're trying to cast yeah. yourself on such an early line that, you know, what happens when that buoy goes by you? Well, now what are you looking at? I don't know, right? Yeah. And then you got to yeah, go exactly. from that to then find the buoy. And you're going, you know, somewhere between, I don't know, 40 and 60 miles an hour. And you're going to take your vision from off your right shoulder to out in front of you. I mean, like that's not a natural move. So going back to my thoughts, you're just going to, when you turn in, you're going to see buoy one at your turn in, you're going to, you're going to be seeing the the gate ball in your, in your, uh, side vision. And you're going to know that you made the gate, but your eyes never let go of buoy one. And then as I'm coming out, I'm judging it. I'm looking at buoy one. I'm looking at buoy one. I let go of my handle. I'm skiing away from the handle. I'm extending away. I'm still seeing buoy one. And the moment that I know for 100% fact that I will not go inside or hit buoy one, that moment (laughs) right there, that's when I'm going to take my vision to buoy two and I'm going to start to come through my turn. Yeah, and, and I've done. I've been around the world with this. So. Yeah, and it's important, right? Like it's important, like to to remind people too, like like just. And you said as soon as you as soon as you know your ankles are safe and you're going to go around one ball, you look at you look at ball two, and, and so it's important to keep in mind where is two ball at that point, right? So it's not like you took your head and you and you rotated it across course to the left. You know, at that moment, I mean two ball is is way ahead of the nose of the boat still right so i mean you know if you go back to that clock face like two ball is probably somewhere at like 11 o'clock ish you know right. maybe 10 30 like it's it's still way up ahead of everything so um i i think in that regard i'm, I'm the i'm the exact same like so i'll, I'll go through my gate setup because once we sort of have that it, it that's then you kind of fall into this same visual patterns but but my um on on my pull out <clears throat> I'm like you, I, I'm completely disregarding two, four, six. I'm not worried about that at all. You know, I think that's a valuable tool when you're first learning and you're on a longer rope. You know, that's kind of that whole thing. Make sure you're outside ball two, ball four, ball six. But as the line gets shorter, that's not even, you know, a possibility anyway. On my on my pullout, I like to, like I said, like look through my path and really appreciate what that path is. Like how, if you think of the path of the handle, it, it's, it's, my path is going to be like this semi-circle um, um, path that, that, that is going to be going outbound for the majority of its duration. Right. Like, so I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm disregarding the, the, the course, you know, or, or, you know, any, anything specific in the course until I've started that kind of upward trajectory of that path. And then, and then I'm going to go really similar to you. I'm going to start seeing, um, you know, where is one ball in relation to the entrance gates? Um, and that's kind of are you seeing one ball that early yeah like as soon as i as soon as i start as soon as i start you know nearing maybe i'm 20 feet from that turn in point i'm going to start seeing gates both gates 
and and one ball and and then again like you're 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 calculating sort of like your closing speed you know mm-hmm. um and in the, the i mean the if you think about the mathematical sort of aspect to like well, like you're 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 doing like these crazy calculations in terms of glide speed height on the boat possible angle as a result and and, and how quickly everything's closing in like so you know it's uh it, it's crazy like how accurate skiers of all levels get on, on that regard. So, so where I probably differ, and this is something I changed in the last three or four years is, is, is I, I use exclusively the left-hand gate ball as, as, as my kind of, um, you know, my, my point of reference, if you will, mm-hmm. in terms of making my gates. Um, cause it cut and it goes along exactly with what you're talking about. I used to, I used to get too consumed with the right-hand gate ball and I'd find myself spiking you know, being at max power, trying to get max power, max speed, max lean at that point where that's, you know, in my opinion, that's 15 feet too late. If, if I look at what my goals were everywhere else in the course. So, you know, I'm going to see one ball when I'm nearing that, you know, the last few feet of, of time to make a decision of when to go, I'm, I'm going to exclusively use the left-hand gate ball. And I, and I found that it just, it helped me max out earlier. Um, and it just kept my gates way calmer, you know, like, like you said, I'm not dropping my right head for that ball. I'm just staying right over top of my feet. I'm only worried about keeping the left hand gate ball slightly ahead of me or slightly between me and the boat. And, uh, man, my, just my gates got far more consistent at that point. Anyway, from that point though, as I'm nearing in the whitewash and then I'm, I'm going to start seeing one ball, you know, then I'm, I'm with you through the, through the, the duration through the duration of the swing all the way up until I know, no, no, that my, my ankles are safe kind of deal. And right. then, then I'm with you soon as soon as I, I'm, I move up into that max, max reach or, or max counter rotation, my head comes up and I see two ball. Yep. Um, so, so I would say, that, yeah, yeah. Well, so, yeah. so what I would say is that I think we could sum up that what you and I are calculating when uh, we're saying, you know, that we know that our, we're going to go outside the buoy and that our ankles are safe. I think what we're really calculating is the apex of the turn, you know, and, and so, and and basically, I mean, for those that are wondering what is the apex, I mean, the apex is, is the point at which you've gone the furthest away from the boat. uh, And then that's the point at which you're going to start to carve back in or start your next cut you know like the fit well i mean i guess the layman term is finish of the turn you know like when you're going to start to to arc back in and uh hopefully ski into a nice tight rope and and accelerate out so but but that also happens to be uh for all line lengths you know prior to i mean for most people prior to uh i would say 38 off uh, your your apex is going to be before the buoy, and and we'll have um, to do another we'll have to do another another podcast yeah. <laughs> on another another episode on 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 apex and, and designing it. But you know, at that point, you know that your feet aren't going to hit the buoy. You know you're safe. So now we know we want to we want to finish this term. So right then, my 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 next thought is to where am I going? Where's my next where's my next reference point of travel? My next reference point of travel, like you had alluded to earlier, is buoy two. Now that I'm at buoy one, I'm going to be looking at buoy two. So right there where I know I'm going to clear it, I'm going to look at buoy two and I'm going to take my vision and I, my vision and my head don't necessarily correlate 100%. Yes. So you might 
So, so I talk about sneaking. I do a lot of eye eyeball sneaking. Like I have my, you can, you can practice this all day long, you know, just sitting around like right now I'm, I'm looking outside my window. I've got my, I've got my focus on the tree that's straight ahead at 50 yards, but I can leave my head facing that and peek my eyeballs over at probably like what, 65 degrees or so, you know, so I can detach how my head and my eyeballs work. So, so I'm, I mean, I'm not saying we need to get to a crazy level of this, but you know, uh, it's very important to understand that I may focus my vision at buoy too, but I don't necessarily have to turn my head at buoy too at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but I'm okay with you, but I'm okay with you turning your head to that level as long as it isn't going further, like towards the shore at 90 degrees, because great, you can turn your head to 90 degrees and make this crazy hard turn and get in this crazy aggressive cut. But number one, it's not a, it's not a path that you're, you're not going to end up on that shore. Well, let's hope you're not going to end up on that shore. So that, <laughs> that's, that's not our goal, right? So like, why would we be focusing on something that's not even in our goal of things to yep. do, you know? So, and, so it, they, and it's funny, like that is a, that's a useful tool. Like, like I, I know it's a really popular coaching tool. So, you know, and, and I'm with you, I don't want to, that's not, that's not something I, you know, I coach myself and it's, and you know, and, and I know I was coached as a kid and I, and I know that, you know, you can have good, I, I know coaches have had good results with that but but again it's i think just like a lot of a lot of approaches i think it's a little bit of a band-aid it's a little bit of it's something that's gonna have to be fixed later anyway so i'm with you on that i don't like don't like head snapping 90 degrees across course and focusing on that shore and pulling until the edge change happens i I think that's um that's gonna be limiting in the end it just feels it feels it feels like a clueless uh, goal that it does not really, it's, it's not part of, it's not part of your and I's approach. And so let's just say that if you're, uh, if you're listening to the podcast that you're, you're, you're probably have been sucked into the things that we've been talking about. So this is just another one of those things to, to jump on this, jump on our bandwagon as far as this goes. And I, I would bet that, uh, if you were to pull, uh, you know, the, the, the pro tour or, or let's just say, you know, the, better part of high-end skiers, you're going to get a lot of what we're talking about here. And, you know, one thing that I keep, I keep missing when I'm talking about this is why, why were you and I looking at buoy one so early watching it to that apex, but then why do we take, uh, you know, at that point at which we know we're going to clear the buoy, why are we taking our vision to two? Whereas I guarantee you see this with a ton of your skiers they watch that buoy until their ski actually passes that buoy. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, and then, yeah. then you get a uh, look down, fall down, uh, you know, and, and these kind of, these kind of things, like, do you still see a, a bunch of that in your coaching or do you think that people are evolving from that? Mm, I, I think there's a lot of concern. I, I think, I think there's a lot of concern about it. Like, you know, I get that all the time. Like, you know, you know, I'm not, I haven't been skiing that well. I just, I, I'm looking at the buoys and, and I, I think, you know, again, I think that's, you, you end up missing the point a little bit, you know, where I always tell people you, you should be looking at the buoys, Yes. you know, well, I mean, why wouldn't you look at the buoys? You know, you come in with your head, but I think, I think it's kind of misassigning symptoms a little bit. Like, you know, people will come in, you know, and for various reasons, perhaps they pulled too long, perhaps they separated, perhaps they got tipped to the inside through the edge change and now their head is down, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, that, you know, the problem, 
it, it you know looking at the buoys is is the problem and it isn't the problem you know there's typically if your head is down it's 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 you know symptomatic of, of something else bigger and more underlying it's not really a vision problem per se in my opinion well um, how, how about that though like when when somebody gets tipped in the preterm and you mm-hmm. see their head you know like like i get i get tipped all the time but when i get mm-hmm. tipped my head is still riding the vertical you know the up and down plane yeah. Yeah, you know, so no, you'll so see my, right. my pick neck pick is getting pick that pick. F bend or whatever you want to call it, C bend, yeah. <laughs> right? So, yeah. so what is it? What is it? It's happening to a person who who comes in and they they get they get tipped to the inside, but their head now is at a forty five to the water. You know, like do you think yeah. that their vision is yeah. is not level? Like, what are they looking? Like, are they? Are they well, probably now, at, at that point, you know, at, at that point, because you know you're running a, a, a more direct line into the buoy and you're tipped inside. They, I mean, I think it just becomes fixation or hyper focus on the buoy instead of looking at the buoy, you know, where, so where now, you know, obviously yeah. the next step would be pick your head up. You, you know, you'd you better try and get your body back outside so you can try and salvage some of this direction and and, and all that. But um, <clears throat> I just I feel like it's just it's just too often misassigned. The problem isn't that you were looking at the buoy. The you know, there was a series of, of events that led to this, you know, to, to, that led to you dropping your head and then focusing on the buoy because you're maybe barely going to get around the thing, you know, so right. just, just ignoring the buoys isn't, isn't the answer, right? No. And no, 100% not, not the, not the deal. You have, you have to know where the buoy is. It's your judgment. It's the only point, yeah. if not, we're free skiing and, and, and I'm, and I'm all yeah. about, and, and I, and, and the free skier, I can give a whole, you know, we can, we can evolve even more oh. with, with those guys. Cause I mean, then, then you can, you can, you can really learn that global vision understanding when you free ski, but, but then again, take a free skier and put them in the course and see the panic that happens, you know, like, yeah. holy cow, there's things I have to wait. Now I have to look at certain things to make this turn. Like, what am I to do here? You know? So so there's a balance, but if you're going to be a course skier, just like you said, you do focus on the buoys. We are skiing the buoys. Yeah. That would be like telling a snow ski racer not to focus on the gate. Well, I'm pretty sure they're going to see the gate coming or, or don't focus on that turn NASCAR driver. Just uh, see the upcoming straightaway. Like, I mean, you know, but in that case, I think it is very important to understand that you want your vision ahead of where you are. You don't want to be let, like yeah. if you're coming into the buoy, don't let your head drop and watch it to the buoy. I mean, like that's where yeah. right at that point that your head would drop. That's the point which you are you're so close to the buoy. It's time to start looking to the next buoy, you know, or, or refocusing your vision further down the course, you know, like that kind of that kind of approach, you know. Yeah. So so, we, so back um, to. Go, yeah, yeah let's go back to so let's go back to so we we're both in the kind of the same same um, idea here is you know once we know that you know we know where our apex is and we know where we're going to clear the buoy then both of like we both said the same thing so my head's going to come up and i'm going to see two ball okay but then we're going to go back to like there's going to be this shift in focus again as, as our path starts to change so for me as i start arcing back through that turn i'm going to start start seeing my path but I'm going to be seeing it for a moment, like through the line of the rope, J- just because that, I, you know, and again, I'm not looking at the rope. I'm not looking at the pylon, but I, I want to see where that line of the rope is through the turn, because that's going to be my information um, about that, that's going to be telling me where I am in relation to the boat and where I am in relation to the subsequent load zone. Right. Like so at the top of the turn of one ball, 
you know, that, that, um, the line of the rope is off, off the left, you know, off my left side, it's off my left shoulder. Mm-hmm. As I start arcing through and the boat starts getting ahead of me, that line is going to start to, to flatten out and start to swing in front of me. And, 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 and knowing, you know, knowing that once the, that line starts coming in front of me, that's where the load's going to start. So that's kind of my information about, you know, how long can I stay into this turn? How long can I stay counter rotated, if you will, or how long can I keep driving and building angle, um, before this load or before this, this, um, stacked position needs to occur. So I'm going to be mindful of that as, as I move into that load zone. And and then from there, and again, never, never not knowing where two ball is, then my focus is going to shift onto that path, like through the path that I'm skiing. But, but again, peripherals, I mean, I see that red dot the whole, the whole time. You know, so, and, and, so, and, and again, it goes back kind of what you're saying, like that kind of sneaking your vision. I'm going to, I want to see my path, but I, I'm, I'm not going to lose, I'm not going to lose two ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, for me, I think that's a, that's a fair, fair assessment. I, like I, I would just say, do you, do you see the rope? I see the rope. I don't focus on yeah. the rope. Me, so, exactly. Me too. And I, but I, but I, I, I am, I am seeing the rope by design though, you know, like, I don't want to just, I don't just accidentally see it. I, I want to use it as kind of a calculation. You know, I, I want it, it. I'm getting information from it, but no, I'm not focusing on it. I'm not looking at the pylon. I mean, the, the bottom line for me is when, you know, let's say when, when the load happens, right? Like when, when you catch the boat's load, that is the moment, in my opinion, that's the moment that your ski tip passed under the rope, your, mm-hmm. your body is lined up. And you're, you're now ready to accept acceleration, accept load, accept angle, mm-hmm. all of those things, probably not in that order, but you know, however they're supposed to be. Um, but I think ultimately at that moment right there, ideally your shoulders are pointed right at the pylon. Like the pylon yeah. would be dead center, punching you right in the middle of your chest. Right. So now let's back up. What are, what are we doing with our vision again? Oh yeah. We're looking at the apex. We're finding the buoy out in front. We're curving the turn through, and when we, by the time that we are now connected to the boat, that that buoy is probably disappearing. In you know, if you watch the way the boat the boat hides the buoy for a split second from your vision, and right in that moment, if you were to take your vision to the pylon, you'd see that your shoulders and you are looking right at the pylon. So it's a way to we're we're looking ahead. We're giving ourselves a point of reference, but we're also yep. using this to stack ourselves perfectly in line to accept this, this load. And if we had taken our, if we had taken our vision to shore, then we would have closed the shoulder off the, uh, if we're turning buoy one, the, the right hip would have over rotated, you know, the ski would have then been, uh, you know, smeared or, or skidded too far through its turn. And now we're at 90 degrees trying to go in a direction of travel that the boat's never going to allow us to go on because the boat is still traveling down the course or the lake at whatever speed that we chose to ski at. (coughs) So it's kind of, excuse me, it's kind of a twofer in that vision, (laughs) vision really helps to give you a game plan and calmness to your skiing because you always know where it is. But it also is what is kind of cheating or it's not cheating, but it's, it's actually putting ourselves 
into the right position at the right time. So it is, it's, it's, yeah. a, it's a win-win thing. The one thing I will tell everybody, you are probably going to get crazy messed up if you, if you start working on your vision. So do not do this yeah. the week of a tournament. Do not do yeah. this, you know, two weeks before nationals. You know, it takes three weeks to form this habit. Uh, and whatever it is that you're doing, this is this is something that will will add to your skiing. But but understanding that you, what, you probably don't even know what your what your visual cues have been leading up to this point that, you know, if, if you haven't focused on vision. And so just make sure that you give yourself time and you understand that the first few times you focus on this, it's go, it, it could very well feel chaotic. You could lose, <laughs> yeah. you, could lose you, you could lose your technique by 50% because all of a sudden everything gets thrown out of whack. So just remember that yeah, it, it's it, such it, a drastic change and like reference points are disappearing and, and everything that you, you know, you know, everything, every, all your anchor points are, are starting to change, you know, and, 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 but I think it's a fun thing to mess with. And I think like, and I think it, I think cause you and I both started in the same place in terms of our vision and like, that's where you should, you need to practice it is before the course. And as silly as that sounds like, you know, I remember the first time it was Wake Ox that, that told me like, you know, when he said it in a far different manner, but it was like, man, you need to know if there's rollers at three ball or if there's like, you know, you know, you're in St. Louis and there's some, you know, drunk dude at the tour stop over by four ball. Like you got to see everything, you know, but, but I mean, it, 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 I kind of ignored it at the time. But then when, when I, you know, as I've revisited and, and, and kind of came up with my own plan, I'm like, dude, yeah, Coxie told me that in 2000, <laughs> see everything. <laughs> see everything. And it, and it, and it is, I mean, it is, it's unbelievable what, making sure that you're focused in the right directions. Uh, it's unbelievable what it can do for your global skiing, you know? So, yeah. you know, just to sum it up, like real fast, I mean, I think the idea is have your, like you just said, have your global picture when you come around the turn Island or you're approaching the course, have that global vision, you know, then you're going to see, you're going to see your pullout points. Uh, you're going you're to do your pullout as you pull out that vision's going to, and you're standing up, that vision's going to come up and see the course again, you know, and you're going to see the approaching gates with the focus on the gates. I really liked your idea of uh, focusing on the left-hand gate ball. I'm going to, I have, I have uh, not tried that in a long time. I used to try to split the gates. So I, I was more aware of left-hand gate ball more recently. It's been right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try that. I really like it. Um, and then when it, when it's turn in time, you want to be seeing one. C1 with with a focus on the gates out of your out of your you know periphery and then but your your focus is on one and you keep that focus on one until you're you know that you have cleared one that you're going to be wide enough and that you're safe enough to make that turn and then you're going to take that in my opinion you're going to take that vision to two you're going to lock on two as you make that as you finish that turn the boat's going to block two we're going to use our X-ray vision to see buoy two through the boat. And then all of a sudden, bam, it'll pop out the back of the boat. As you're going, you're going to see two and you're going to stay on two until you're out there, until you've extended and you know you're safe. And then we're going to take it to three and we're going to keep that process going. And um, like I said, have some patience with this. Do it at your easiest pass. You're going to see when you get to your hardest passes, you probably don't have a game plan with your vision and it's probably something that's hurting you. So by doing this and committing to this, you will find uh, a much more centered place to be. It will calm your skiing down and it, 
it will uh, give you a platform to progress on.